Well, click, click, get ready for your Kodak moment. Welcome to One on One, a Bluff City Media podcast. Listen in as we go one-on-one with coaches, players, and influencers from across the city of Memphis and around the country. Now, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to One-on-One. And this week, we have current Memphis Tiger, Jonathan Pierre. Jonathan, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How's everything with you? Everything's good, man. Excited to see you in the city. You've been here for a little over a month now. What's it been like? Um, It's been an exciting experience, especially... uh, Living in South Florida for 20 years of my life, especially going to school down there. So venturing outside of the city or outside of the state, uh, just a new experience, new food, uh, new people. So it's just exciting to be here, exciting to be in the grind. What are some of the things that have kind of caught your eye? You mentioned the food. I'm sure that's one of them. But what's what's kind of the differences that you've seen between where you grew up and, and where you're at now? Um, difference here, definitely no beaches. I'm a little sad on that. I got to go drive to a lake to dip in the water. So. <laughs> um, but I love the wings here. That's a big game changer right there. Um, I would say the weather here is a little more, uh, it's more dry heat back at home. It's more humid. So you really feel it. So but overall, it's a great city, great place to be at. And just, you know, new places to, you know, broaden my scope and, you know, blessing to be here. So I know the big thing that you were asked, like when you first committed, of course, being a D2 guy, everyone's like, how are you going to adapt to D1? And obviously that's not a question at that point you could answer because you hadn't been here yet. Now you've been here for a month. You've been practicing a little bit. The beginning of this transition, what's it been like? Um, the transition is a little bit tough because of the fact that everybody's like quicker, a little faster, stronger. The level of detail is very, very key. And being a smart player, like I'm able to pick up on that a lot easier. Um, but I would say it was definitely putting on weight, getting faster, quicker, stronger. And I don't think it's going to be any problem here because I just put on literally nine pounds, literally from the amount of strength. So um, with my work ethic and the facilities and the fact that I have every, everything at my fingertips and all the resources, I think it's going to be no problem for that D2 to D1 jump, especially with the physical ability God has blessed me with already. So you talked about putting on the weight. We talked about it a little bit off camera. What, is it, what does it feel like being a little bit heavier and, and carrying a little bit more weight? Um, it feels pretty good. Like I feel, I feel real solid. Like I'm able to be more in the post. And uh, I make sure I keep my flexibility. Like I'm stretching, so I'm able to keep the wiggle in my game and be able to keep them guard skill sets. But now I can transition to one through to five, add some components in my game like – Backing down in the post, being able to guard in the post, being able to guard on the switch, uh, guard full court, and starting to add those type of parts of my game. So I think adding weight and staying solid was a really big part. So it feels pretty good. So from talking to you, I know, like, you paid attention to the guys that were coming in already. Like, you mm-hmm. knew about these guys. You looked into these guys and stuff. For some of the guys that are on campus right now that didn't see you, do you think there's anything about your game that surprised them early on, like when y'all first started practicing and everything? Um, I would say that, like, what surprises that, like, I'm this tall and I'm, like, out on the perimeter. So they're like, oh, okay, this is kind of, like, interesting. So, and I'm able to shoot at a high clip. So just learning, uh, I think, well, not just learning, but just them seeing there, like, oh, shoot, like, that's, that's pretty impressive. So when we're able to start playing on five on five because we don't have everybody on campus yet, we're able to see more parts of my game. But right now, I think that's what really uh, stood out the most at the moment. A lot of stuff that you've talked about has been about your versatility, obviously being your size, playing on the perimeter, shooting like it's not the typical shooting body or, or out on the perimeter body. Right. What do you see the role being this year? Like how do you think you can be utilized to the best? Um, to Well, that's a great question. Um, I would say um, being utilized to the best is a person that literally – could play in a one through the four, maybe the five. I get to like, I don't know, like 220, 225. <laughs> yeah. 
and um, person that could be able to uh, grab the rebound, push it up the floor, be able to play the point forward, and not always have to rely on, um, you know, just a point guard bringing it up, which is why I like Penny's system because positionless basketball. So if you have the skill set and ability to do that, he's going to let you rock out to do that. So doing that, the pick and pop, being able to knock the tray ball at a 40% clip, um, being able just to space the floor overall. And then now I'm, I'm adding part of um, athleticism to my game. So being able to be a lob threat um, off back doors and just really a lot, a lot of things I'm just adding to my game and just excited. So. You mentioned being a good uh, fit for the system, and I think the free flow, like you're saying, it, it fits your game perfectly. How exciting is it for you to play in a system where where you can shoot, you can come on back doors, you can finish lobs, you can get out in transition, you can move the ball in transition, like all these different things uh, with the way that Penny's system is. How exciting is it for you to kind of like fully unleash your skill set? Um, it is super, super exciting. Not to mention I'm being coached by uh, a big guard like Penny Hardaway and – just to be in that system and it like it just show it's gonna show like every component of my game to you know NBA scouts and et cetera because that's the that's the dream at the end of the day but um I really think it's gonna be a really good fit and yeah so you knew about Penny Hardaway the player you knew Penny Hardaway the recruiter obviously from him coming after you in the portal mm -hmm. has there anything been anything about Penny or his coaching style or the system anything that surprised you about about Penny so far? Um, I think one thing that surprised me is that he's a player's coach. And I already knew that coming in, but to actually be in it and see, see him it. every single day, like, he has changed my scope on it. Like, he understands, like, when you're tired, because he's been through it. He's been playing in the NBA for 15-plus years. He's been in the coaching game, so he understands that. And right there, I think that's really important to have a player-coach relationship, and I think that I'm developing that every single day, just learning, and especially learning from a guy like that. Like, he's a perfectionist, like, attention to detail, and to be able to just be around that and just to develop that relationship is just a dream come true. What what are some of the differences? I know it's still early on, you're only a month in, but what are some of the differences between being coached by a guy who didn't have the level of success that Penny did? Because there's not there's not many coaches in, in the world that were multiple time all stars and tabbed as, you know, potential generational guys and what could have been obviously if he wasn't injured like a lot of, of people think he could have been one of the best point guards of all time. So what are some of the differences between being coached by, I don't want to say a normal coach because it sounds right, right. kind of disrespectful, but a normal coach or a guy like Penny who's been so successful in his career? Um, the difference is, is that, like, he's actually able to show you, like, he did it. Like, he's actually able to still do some of the moves that he's teaching me to this yeah. day. So um, the difference is, I would say, is that, like, you had a guy that played it, did it at the highest level possible, he understands the the ins and outs of the game, and from a normal coach, like they understand the game, they obviously studied it, but they don't play it, so the feel is a lot different. So I think the difference is the feel for the game, physically and mentally. I think that's what separates Penny from the other coaches. And he's a coach that actually, like you know how like you're in, you're in collegiate basketball, so the assistant coaches would do a lot of the training. He's a head coach, so like for me, when he's training me, he's doing a one-on-one -on -one sessions where he's training other people. Like that's impressive to me, and I think that separates him from a lot of the college basketball coaches just in general. Yeah, the last time we talked, it was what are you looking forward to once you get on campus. Now it's what what are the next couple of months look like going into the season? Like what are you looking forward to? You already talked about adding weight. You still got to get some guys on campus so you can get guys can run full practices and everything. So what are some of the things you look forward to leading up to the season now? Um, one thing I look forward to is um, getting stronger, quicker, faster, uh, looking to grow more. Like I never, I studied the game before, 
but I haven't studied the game like he studied the game. Like I haven't studied the game like watching film every single day, having access to coaches that are like, yo, JP, let's go in the room, let's study the film. You missed some defensive rotations. So just really diving into the game and really taking it to the next level and my attention to detail and just becoming a smarter player. I thought I was a smarter player before, but like I feel like just life in general is an endless scope of just learning and getting better. So um, I would say these next couple of months is um, getting quicker, faster, stronger, attention to detail, attention to detail learning, um, just defensive rotations because he's really big on defense. You don't play defense, <laughs> you don't get on the court. Yeah. So that I would say defense. That's the biggest thing for me. If I can guard the one through the five, that right there is just that's special right there. I'm sure he told you like how much he prioritized defense when he was recruiting you because anybody that knows anything about Penny Memphis basketball, like defense is first. Here. Right. Like that's what he prioritizes. Did it shock you at all when you got on campus of like, oh, he really like this dude cares about defense more than anything else? He does because I'm thinking like we get in here, like, you know, we're going to put up shots, you know, a lot of offense. We came in here, we're doing like an hour, hour 15 to show defense, yeah. defense to help, rotations studying the game like on film i'm like dang we even like touch a ball for, like, to, <laughs> yeah. i'm like this 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 is like this real like this is this is a defense type of school so mm. it really shocked me just how detailed it was like i just came from a school that even though we turned the ball like we made the team turn the ball over like 30 times the attention to detail at the d1 level is just a whole nother whole nother spectrum especially coming from him that's right. been there done that for 30 40 years now so we were talking about a little bit off camera. You said you're still getting used to having like 24-7 access to the gym, being able to go get up shots whenever. Obviously, you're coming from D2, Nova Southeastern. It's it's different levels. Like there's different levels of resources that you have at Memphis. With that being said, like how much do you think you can elevate your game with being able to be in the gym all the time, having the strength and conditioning program that Memphis has, uh, fitness, meal, meal plans, all these things, like how much does that help you? Um, that helps me a tremendous, like a tr tremendously, like just to have access to the strength conditioning, to the fitness plan, to literally four assistant coaches on deck. Anytime you need to train to right then and there on time, like it's, it's exciting. And for me, it's like, I'm always, I always been a hard worker. I've always been addicted to getting as much resources as possible for me to elevate my game and be the best possible basketball player that I could be. And now I have access to that. It's just going to elevate my game to to the top because I like I'm just a guy that's always in the gym. I'm always a guy that's always seeking more. Like I want to be the first person in the gym, last person in the gym. I want to make sure that I soak everything possible because like like we're only a college basketball player for four to five years. I mean, if you get a COVID year, and you want to literally just just soak and soak. So I think this is gonna, like this is gonna change my game completely. So you guys don't have everyone on campus yet. You kind of alluded to that earlier. What's it been like kind of running through modified practices, not having not having a full 5v5, like not being able to run a full practice like that? What's it been like? Um, it's been kind of weird because, like, I always practice with, like, 12, 13 right. guys. And now we only have six, seven guys or seven guys, actually. So for me, um, I never look at that situation like that. I look at, like, okay, everything happens for a reason. So it's just for me, like, you know, I'm able to get those extra reps, able to get those attention to the details. So when those guys come, I'm able to be the leader and, you know, be like, okay, we got to do this, this and that and that. And, you know, um, so I just look at it like it's weird, but also a blessing at the same time because I just get a little bit of a head start. So when the guys come, I could be a leader that I always wanted to be. So that is something you prioritize being a leader because, you know, you either have like some dudes have that, some dudes don't. Like mm -hmm. some guys are like lead by example or lead vocally, whatever it may be. Some dudes just like to take a back seat, do their thing, get out, 
How important is leadership to you? Um, leadership is everything. Um, coming from a household, like my brother-in-law, Mac, um, Carla, like those people, like they taught me how important it is to lead and be your own person and just, you know, come with a positive energy, hard work, you know, having a good work ethic and just leading by example. So I always just, you know, was brought up like that. So coming to a team, obviously going 67-1 and one and being led by, you know, the seniors that were just teaching me. And now, I'm, you know, I'm an upperclassman as well, transferring to Memphis. I just want to bring that as well and bring that winning culture. So leadership has it's been a part of me for a while now. It's coming to it's bring it's it's coming out of me a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it is kind of an unprecedented situation, like where we're at in college basketball right now with all the transfers and everything. As it sits today, Memphis has one player returning from last year. Jaden Hardaway is the only guy that's coming back. Uh, we know Memphis is attempting to get DeAndre Williams. Obviously, we'll see what happens with that. But as of right now, today, one returning player in Jaden Hardaway. So, I mean, I would imagine leadership has to be at the forefront because someone has to step up. Someone has to take over and and be that guy for this team. Like, Do you feel any pressure on that, or is it kind of just take it as it comes? Um, I feel like it's just take it as you come because, obviously, I just made the D2 to the D1 level. Right. We have transfers like Caleb Mills, Nicholas Jordan. Um, people that have been at the Division One level, especially ex- oh, Jaden Hardaway as well, that mm-hmm. have been playing in Division One level for years. So I'm soaking up the information and just like, if it comes to me, like I could take that role, I'm gonna embrace it. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point because, like you said, you've got all these dudes with so much experience. Caleb Mills, four years. Nick Jordan has had a few years. Jaden, five years. Like all these guys have been there and done that, and now it's like. How do we find a way to bring basically 13 new players together that have never played together before? Is that something that you guys have kind of talked about all being new? Or what, what have the conversations around like a completely retooled roster been like? Um, we haven't really talked about that. It's honestly just been a lot of bonding, a lot of hanging out, like outside of basketball, putting up shots together, you know, talking, get to know each other. We don't have all the guys yet, so we haven't really got to really mesh together. So I think the six or seven guys that have um, – been in campus right now for the first session of the summer it's been it's been a great bonding experience and I think we're meshing pretty nicely how much do you think that kind of stuff helps later in the season you hear great teams at any sport football basketball baseball whatever it is they all talk about like being friends and just enjoying actually hanging out with each other like Mm -hmm. yeah we don't leave practice and go hang out with other friends like we leave practice and we hang out with each other because we enjoy being around each other so like building that kind of chemistry and, and bonding with each other how important is that when you actually get into the season? I think it's very important. Like, I just think building chemistry on and off the court is super important because when stuff hits the fan, like, those moments right there that you spent on and off the court, like, I feel like those moments start to come into play. Like, we're going to battle, stuff hits the fan. Like, I think that's when you come together as a group because of the friendship and of the bond you built over the time you guys play together. And it just they don't become just players. They become your brothers on and off the court. Absolutely. So uh, earlier you talked about positionless basketball a little bit, and I think that's an interesting point because if you look at some of the guys that Penny and the staff landed, yourself, TFAO, Leonard, David Jones, like guys that can play multiple positions, how exciting is that for you? That and we talked about earlier, you getting to show your full skill set and stuff, but now it's like, you know, I could be bringing the ball up the floor. I could be guarding the one through the five, like you mentioned. Like I could be doing all these different things because of not only your versatility, but your teammates' versatility uh, and Penny wanting to play positionless basketball. So what what do you see that product kind of looking like? I know everyone's not here yet. Can't really project it out too much, but what of do you course. see like yourself and some of these other guys looking like in that positionless basketball environment? Um, like you said, we have a 
lot of great recruits coming in, and I think it's really gonna it's really gonna shock college basketball the way like six seven to six eights like they shoot the basketball, they defend the one through the five, they're pushing the ball like who do we guard? So I think right there it's gonna give us an advantage, and I think it's really gonna separate us from a lot of the teams in the country. And I'm just really excited for all the guys to get here, and you know, mesh is one. You talked about, you've said multiple times, soaking everything up, like just being a sponge for information. As a guy who's going to play multiple positions this year, you've got veterans like Nick Jordan on the roster. You've got Caleb Mills on the roster. These guys have been at you know winning programs and played this high-level basketball. Nick Jordan primarily 4-5. Caleb Mills has you know primarily played the 2 and 3. So like these different guys that have been around and have are veterans, like what do you pick up from them on different positions and in how they work and stuff like that? Um, I would say for Nicholas, uh, his energy. Um, I watch like his motor and how hard he works each and every single day. Um, they're really good at rotations, obviously. Um, Caleb Mills just came from Florida State, but also played at Houston in the American right. Conference. Nick just played in the American Conference. So their, their rotation attention to detail, I learned a lot from them on the defensive side. And um, just how they how they move and uh, just, for example, like when they go to help, they'll do a sprint and then one defensive slide instead of me. Like I'll do like a full like defensive slide there instead of sprinting. So just certain key details, key movements to make me more efficient. That's what I'm really taking for those guys right there, especially the veterans. I know some people when you talk about like reflecting and what's the last year been like and stuff like some people are big on it. Like some people are a lot about visualization and sitting back and reflecting. Some people, they're just full steam ahead. Like they're, they're not worried about it. But this time last year, you were getting ready for your second year at Nova Southeastern. You didn't play a ton as a freshman. Mm -hmm. Come into this year, uh, you didn't start at the beginning of the season, right? It was an injury that got you into the lineup. Mm -hmm. uh, And getting more minutes towards the end of the year, you go on a tear, you're basically scoring 20-plus points every game. Enter the transfer portal, recruitment blows up, like this whole saga that's happened over the last year. Do you reflect on that very much, or are you kind of just straight ahead? Um, I reflect on it because I've honestly dreamed of this moment to come. I always dreamed of playing Division I basketball, and it just goes to show you the work and the hours put in, like, the fruits of the labor. Like, it's, it, it really is possible to do something special, especially with the God-given ability. So I do look back on it, and I'm like, wow, like, who thought I would be here at this moment at this time? And uh, I look back on it just just to show me that, like, you keep working. You never know what God has in store for you. So I, I look back at it sometimes when I'm here now and I'm just looking straight forward, keep taking every day at a time, just trying to be a better version of myself each and every single day. Jonathan, I, <laughs> we, said, <laughs> we, said, we said this off camera a second ago. I wasn't going to end it right there, but that felt like the, the cherry on top of the interview. I appreciate you for joining me, man. It's been awesome to talk to you. Look forward to seeing uh, what's next for you, you know, throughout the summer into the season. So I appreciate you coming on. I want to say thank you to Bluff City NIL and Coaching for Literacy for making this possible, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of One on One. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Also, like and subscribe to the Bluff City Media YouTube page. We will see you back here next time.